You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to ISO The Buns Podcast. So, interview this week is with a very old friend of mine who is actually going to be coming to The Buns Podcast Network later this month. So, if you want to know about the man before you hear the podcast, this interview is for you. But before we get there, let's do a little catch up. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? How goes the bunsing? I am currently looking to trade a pair of Momotaro raw denim jeans. Uh, possible trade pending for some board games. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what have you guys been up to? You know, I'm uh, pretty tired of this cold weather. So I am ISO some warm, sunny days. Can anybody help me out? Yeah. I don't really know uh, what else is going on because my mind has been elsewhere. I don't know if I mentioned this uh, last week or a couple weeks ago or what, but uh, I'm actually headed out of the country, taking a little jaunt to Southeast Asia uh, to enjoy some of that warm weather I was just talking about, I guess. But uh, yeah. I'll see if there are any buns out there willing to trade me some stuff for some other stuff. If nothing else, I'll probably uh, just trade U.S. dollars for food. Anyway, I hope things are going well. And uh, here is Oren and Laura. Oh, no, my bad. I forgot. Did you guys hear? Oren is fucking traveling with the Canadian Olympic team doing their Facebook Live stuff. Crazy. So... Here is Laura giving you This Week in Buns. Hello, welcome to the ISO The Buns Podcast. This is the This Week in Buns segment with your girl, Laura. This week, we don't have any Oren. Can you believe it? He's flown off to Korea because he's super cool and got some awesome job being the Facebook Live host for CBC uh, and Team Canada. This is such a great opportunity for him. I'm so excited to see where it takes him. And he's probably on the plane right now. I wonder if he can sense that I'm starting the podcast without him. I miss them. I do miss them, man, and hope he has a great time. But yeah, it's just going to be me for the next couple weeks. Although I will have some guest hosts on with me. It'll be a really fun time. Hopefully bringing in some comedians and maybe artists from around the city that we love. Toronto, formerly known or currently known as The Six, as we all so fondly know it as. But this is LD, your girl, starting in with the 
best of the best posts that happened on the buns trading zone helping zone wig zone woman's zone all the different zones pet zone geez what else is there moving zone entrepreneur zone one zone i have not yet tapped into is the the hookup zone not hookup zone but you know what i'm saying the one where people get to meet each other that sounds like an interesting one but alas here we are the best stories of the week best posts coming to you from your girl so the first one comes from michael uh who posted that he was giving away 500 plus snacks slip away like sleeves now if you have ever gotten a jamaican patty you have received one of these bags or if you have ever gotten a maybe french pastry or a croissant you might have received one of these bags this man has over 500 of them like what how like i wanted to know uh what in what capacity did this man receive all of these little slip bags like a whole box 500 plus he's looking for alcohol movie passes all of the above and this is so funny samantha had the same idea as me she goes were these from a patty event like a jamaican patty event lol honestly probably i'd love to know where these all came from but you know maybe he's a restaurateur and uh, he is uh maybe one at a business or maybe he robbed a jamaican patty store and thought he would need the little slips but didn't i guess we'll never know but that is the magic of buns Next, from Jamie, she ISOs a skull molding baking pan. So these, this is a crazy picture, so I'll try and describe it to you. But these are basically like skull heads in a baking sheet. So they're like cupcake size skull heads for baking. Now, it's obviously, I shivered as I was saying it, February. So the need for skull cupcakes has passed. No, yet. This was just posted a few days ago. Sophia in the comments says, whatever you're planning, I want in. And honestly, same. So Jamie, if you are planning some spooky something with some cupcake size skull heads, man, I'm in. You got to let me know date and time and I'll be there. Next is from Mark. He goes, hey, Buns, so I so a microwave. I can trade, you know, beer, a bottle of Patron, sparkling wine, manual labor, or let me know whatever you want. So this was a weird uh, kind of kind of weird sexual tension thing that I've literally never seen on Buns before. I mean, maybe I have, but nothing that was this prominent. Laura goes. Oh my God, her name is Laura, just like me. It wasn't me. I promise this was not me <laughs> posting this. But Laura posts, just got a rid of ours, but I would take your manual labor. I would take all of your manual labor. Wink. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This girl would take all of his manual labor. We obviously know what that means. He responds being like, darn. And anytime you need manual labor, just let me know. You've got the friends discount. Wink. I'm like, oh my God, I can't handle all of this sexual tension building up in the comments right now. 
so that was something i really have never seen before happening like a full like interaction like that over uh in the comment section so go check it out guys it's a fresh post fresh comments and damn i am into it we got some kitty beef here kitty beef but also sad i'll just tell you what it's about <laughs> hi buns uh jameson posts cool name side note jameson posts i realize this isn't a trade but i'm really hoping that this message gets this message gets out hans went missing on february 5th hans is their persian looking cat now, just to give you the description of the visual here, I don't mean to laugh because it's sad that the cat's gone, but this cat is basically has the floofiest head, the floofiest tail, and the floofiest paws, but a shaved body. He looks like a cool, like, lion, lioness, teddy bear vibe. That's what I get. Like, a real, like, show cat, you know? So, anyways, they've lost their cat. It's in the West End. You know, he has his information. He posted on the Toronto Lost and Found Cats Society, um, or sorry, Society, geez, Facebook page. His number's out there if you found the cat or were, would uh, reach out. Or if you find it, to reach out, rather. So we have some really supportive posts, but this is where it gets interesting in the comments. We have, like, interesting comments that, you know, sh um, this one girl shared it to the Buns Pet Zone and the Buns West Side Zone, which was, like, much appreciated some interesting thing that I didn't know. She recommends that you put their dirty litter. Okay. Dirty litter box outside of the home so that she's able to smell it and pick up on it and then go back to that area. So I did not know that this is a tactic for any of your lost cats. But yo, if you got a lost cat and you're like kind of, you know, Desperate times gone from desperate measures, you know, like to scoop up some of that dirty kitty litter if you're kind of sloppy and don't take care of that kind of shit often. Put that business in a bag, pop it outside, your cat will come back in one second. Just kidding, it might not. Um, but this is where the drama goes. I think this girl is trying to make a joke, Sandra. She goes, I think he's found a new owner who's not going to shave him. My beef meter just went like through the freaking roof. That's some rare beef on a whole grain patty right there. No condiments, just beef. Because this cat it has a shaved body, right? So she's beefing them on that. Jameson goes, it's to ease the pain of mats, which Persians are prone to. But thank you for your concern. So it was like a quick little comeback. Obviously, these people, you know, n Toronto, yeah, there's some ritzy people. But, I mean, no one's shaving their cat for, you know what? I take that back. Maybe people do shave their cats for cat shows. Anyways. But this was clearly, he explained himself for, like, medical reasons. And then people just backed him up right the heck away. Someone goes, this is a shitty thing to say to someone that's missing their cat. And then someone else is like, this is not helpful. <laughs> like, just got jameson's back immediately i know chandra was probably trying to make a joke but damn that fell flat Ta -ta -ta -ta. lena this is an interesting post only I identify with this because my friend was went as freddie mercury for halloween as well had a different sort of outfit but this seems to be the classic freddie mercury yellow uh, leather jacket with buckles all down the mid 
She goes, any Freddie Mercury fans out there? I was so sad to let, excuse me. I was so sad to let this one go. I got it for Halloween last year. And oh my gosh, I'm like hiccuping like a crazy, like a crazy hiccuper. Um, sorry, you had to listen to me hiccup. <laughs> um, she goes, I got it for Halloween last year and it was a big hit and I would totally wear it again, but it's too big for me. It's actually not leather. <gasps> okay, well, good. And it's bigger than it seems. She usually wears a medium, and this jacket's supposed to be small for a male, but it's pretty big. So it's a medium male. She's looking for music, anything like that. Now, the funny thing about this comes in the comments with Andre responding, can confirm the jacket fits like a medium. And it's literally a picture of him in the Freddie Mercury costume with some like middle-aged dad outside of some like concert looking venue. And they're both like in this like, yeah, pose with like their fists up in the air. Like, I honestly think that this dad thought he was the real Freddie Mercury. <laughs> like he looks pretty freaking identical if we're being honest. That's a fun little story there. Okay. Now, if Oren was here, I know he would. I know he would have a couple thoughts about this story. To help or not to help? That is the question. We have a situation here in this story, this next story, where someone that was trying to do good ended up getting backlash for it. So, I'll tell you the story. Victoria says, "Buns, ISO, your help." So this comes from a while ago, but she posted this pretty recently. December 1st, I was visiting a friend around 9 p.m. and there was a girl who was absolutely drunk. She was kicked out of some event and her friends didn't stay behind with her. Rude. Side note, always stay with your girls. She could barely stand up and kept tumbling over and I didn't want to leave her on her own. So I ordered her an Uber pool to get her home safe. Now I look at my statement on December 29th and I've been charged... $150 from Uber. Oh, the ad, she puts up the address 144 Yorkville. Okay, so nice area. The girl was blonde and more f and femme as she kept on letting me know she was gay and wouldn't be, and would be okay on her own because guys, if guys tried to hit on her, doesn't make you just because you're a lesbian out there doesn't make doesn't mean if guys won't won't not try and hit on you, you know. <laughs> Doesn't mean you say funny, but anyways, um, it was in front. Oh, this is the best part. So she found her in front of a butter chicken roti and there's some bar right next to it or behind it that her friends were at. Imagine you're just casually getting your butter chicken roti and you see some drunk girl, you know, you're going to help her. You're going to help her. Oh, you hear that? Da, 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 da. That's my clock. My clock makes some fun noises in this house. Anyways, back to the story. If anyone knows her or how I should proceed, please help. When you're trying to be nice to a human being and oh my God. Oh my God. It's her birthday. I didn't read that part. She goes, sigh when you try to be a nice human and help someone out. And today's my birthday which makes this even more annoying. I was planning to get a tattoo instead. But now I have to wait. That sucks. That sucks, honey. I'm sorry about that. Now, this was posted on January 2nd, but I guess some of the comments made it gain a little bit more traction. 
not sure if she was found or what happened with this girl, but man, I feel that $150 Uber charge sadness. I unfortunately had to do that on New Year's, but we're not going to get into that. Yikes. Um, next story. This is probably the best photo I've ever seen. Now, obviously, it's a podcast, um, but I'm going to be starting to run our podcast, uh, our Buns podcast Instagram. So more photos and pictures like descriptions will be able you'll be able to reference them on our Insta, which is really an exciting update because we've had to put away a lot of good stories just because a lot of it's in the photo. But this is the funniest one that I've ever seen. Basically, the post reads, help my friends get a new couch. It is so haggard and they need a new one. The There's pleather flakes flying off everywhere, going into my hair, and it makes them hate life. Help them. And it's literally a picture of the most miserable couple you've ever seen. The one girl is like curled up literally on the couch with like the most sour face. And her husband or partner is sitting with literally in his underwear, headphones on, smoking a cigarette, literally not giving a fuck. He's totally the one that's not phased by this. But nonetheless, so funny. Of course, immediately Buns pulls through and there's couches on couches on couches being posted for these people. (laughs) Get yourself a new couch, honeys. Turn that frown upside down and let Buns be the path to that. Last story we got today is Mason. Now, I it's a big week of first for me. Never saw the sexual tension on the buns like that. And never seen something like this being posted. So the post reads, free health and life. And Sorry, let's do that again. Free health slash life and wellness coaching. Hey guys, I'm currently in my practicum phase of training to become a certified functional medical Health coach, certified medical health coach, functional medical health coach. So he's been actively involved in uh, volunteering with clinic, uh, with clinics that deal with chronic pain for the community in the past year. You know, he's been uh, mentored, looking for clients to attain coaching hours necessary for his graduation. So he's basically trading um this free uh service that he is looking to actually become like a professional he deals with sleep and relaxation exercise and movement nutrition stress relationships communication skills and mindset pretty much all the steps you need to become a functioning proper human being all he's looking for in return is for you to fill out a testimonial should you find his service satisfying so that he can hopefully uh use this to graduate and thus become a certified functional medical health coach he also deals with areas of addiction chronic pain understanding the mind and body connection behavioral changes communication skills and mindset obviously so this seems like an amazing freaking service i honest his name's mason honestly he has a link to his website I would be down to try this out. Mason, get ready because your girl's going to be sending out a little PM soon and hopefully get my wellness under control. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, I did it. That was my first one by myself without the big O. I'm That's Oren, not anything else. <laughs> oh, 
Jeez. This has been Laura on the This Week in Buns segment of the ISO The Buns podcast. Hope you enjoyed. And guess what? We'll see you next week for a solo or maybe with a guest. We'll have to see. See you guys soon. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. Okay, so like I said at the top of the show, the interview this week is with my friend Fernando. He has been pretty much everything under the sun. Musician, comedian, podcaster, television host, radio DJ, whatever. If it's entertainment related, artist, he's, uh, he's all over it. Uh, I've known him for a long time, and for whatever reason, that made it pretty hard for me to uh, really dig deep into what he had going on. So I hope I do him justice. I hope the personality comes across because I want you all to listen to his new podcast that will be on the Buns Podcast Network in just a few short weeks called Opposite Tastes. Uh, the show is essentially two people with opposite tastes debating things and then actually tasting things. So if you guys have any crazy ideas about what kind of snacks we can suscept them to, email me podcast at buns.com with some links and I will uh, buy them, pick them up for them. Anyway, here's my interview with Fernando. <laughs> Hey Buns, uh, welcome to ISO, the Buns podcast. Uh, I'm here with uh, a surprise announcement. The newest host of our newest podcast, uh, Fernando, all the way from Hawaii. How's it going, man? Aloha from uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. That's right. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for talking to me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of history here that I'm sure we'll get into uh, as we go on. But uh, before we do that, let's just t- we'll talk about the new show and then we'll kind of rewind a bit and then we'll get to the new show again. But uh, you have a podcast coming out called Opposite Tastes. You want to tell us about it a little? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I co-host it uh, with a good friend of mine, Jamie. And uh, the way that this all came together is uh, I, I had a previous podcast where uh, I, w- I pretty much did it solo, but once in a while I would uh, taste snacks and everything. And because yeah, some people would just send me uh, weird snacks or just weird stuff would be around here. Because here in Hawaii, there's a lot of weird stuff from Asia um, at, the, at the local markets and everything. You know, like, for instance, the weird Kit Kat flavors and all of that. And so, right. my fr- yeah, so my friend Jamie would always, like, bring me these. And, like, I'd be like, well, you know, go ahead and taste them on the podcast with me. And then turns out on the mic, you know, we have uh, a pretty good relationship, you know. And it, the synergy is flowing back and forth. And so even when I ended my, my podcast at the time, a lot of my listeners were like, hey, you know, if you're going to continue something, maybe kind of do something and focus on that, that snack review thing. So I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of let it brew for a bit. Originally, I was thinking of doing maybe a, a YouTube channel, 
Uh, I was talking to Jamie about her, just bouncing ideas back and forth. She didn't re really want to be on camera. I think that was going to make her freeze up. Right. Uh, uh, so as far as like being on the mic, that was the most that she'd be comfortable with. So I said, well, you know what? I'll, let's go ahead and go back into the podcast world. So here we are. So yeah, opposite tastes. The whole premise is, uh, you know, we're two... Uh, we're on two different uh, opposite sides of the Generation X spectrum. Uh, Jamie is 10 years older than I am. She's uh, So she's uh, early Gen X. I'm late Gen X. In fact, uh, recently I found out the cusp that I'm on were called Xennials, which sounds horrible because I give millennials a hard time. And right. now I ha now I have a name that's even worse. But but yeah, that's ho our whole approach on things where we talk about pop culture and uh, different things that are going on and uh, just how much that we have opposite tastes on everything. So there's a lot of arguing, playfully, you know, arguing with each other. Right, and, right, then right. and then, of course, we taste some snacks at the end. Well, so a couple things. I'm just going to throw some notes at you. Uh, just hilarious things that i want to see maybe season two you get you get an actual millennial in there to taste your your <laughs> snacks but also like on a more serious note if if listeners had like ideas for weird snacks could would you be open to to receiving said weird snacks oh yeah for sure for sure we're definitely open to submissions uh we we did set up a facebook page so yeah. if you search uh opposite tastes podcast we're up there and we definitely want to connect with people and uh if they've tried the things that we've tried or if there's something like you said that uh, that we haven't tried yet that's out there then they'd love to hear our reaction to it whether good or bad uh we're game well i'll throw down the challenge right now guys if you find some weird snacks online that are like not exorbitantly expensive um, and you email me podcast at buns.com with a link to the snack, I will buy it and send it to them so that they have to, <laughs> so that they have to eat it. The first 10 people who, who email me weird shit, I will make them, uh, I will make them regret ever joining this podcast network. <laughs> um, but, uh, you mentioned, um, you mentioned, uh, a, a podcast that you had done previously. And I think it's worth mentioning that, um, uh, that podcast is probably probably the impetus for this entire podcast network. Oh because, my gosh! <laughs> uh, I mean, you and I we go back like a long way. Yeah, most yeah. people. I'm, I'm sure nobody knows that who's listening right now. But uh, we're old old friends, and uh, I remember visiting you not that long ago, uh, and you're like, "Hey man, uh, I got this podcast going." And in my in the back of my mind already for a couple months at least like four or five months, I was like, I really want to start a podcast, but I didn't really have the like drive to do it. But as soon as I heard like, oh, you're doing it and it sounds like a, f a fun idea. I'm like, hey man, I could do that. I want to do that. And so then, <laughs> you know, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, at the time doing uh, the, that podcast, by the way, was called Fernando's Walk of Shame. It was uh, a continuation of uh, a radio show that uh, I did for a couple of years on uh, KPOY FM. Well, and hold on. Before we get into that, let's go. <laughs> let's go all the way back. Then let's get into the, into the <laughs> history of it. So, you um, grew up, a kind of music. It was in your blood. You started off as a as a musician, right? That's your first sort of foray into uh, public entertainment. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know. So I, you were. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, a tuba player for the band. 
Uh, yeah, I played in the University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior Marching Band. I played the tuba, correct? Yeah, and then uh, from there, uh, there were some punk bands. Exit 24, I remember that. Yeah, Exit 24, and then uh, Go Jimmy Go. Uh, then I started Pimpot on the side. I uh, kept the, that going for a bit. Ska bands, right? Ska bands for the most part, yeah. Um, again, all different spectrums. So, you know, some of it is ska punk, some of it is like trad ska. Oh, but first, second, third wave. These were like, this wasn't just like you and your buddies in, in your in your garage or something. Like you guys toured. I saw you guys in Hamilton, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. When I was with Go Jimmy Go, I think probably out of all the bands I've with uh, uh, that I've been with, that one has gotten the most mileage for sure. Canada, uh, we've done Asia, we've done Europe. So yeah, definitely got to spread my wings. And then and then at some point you decided that you were going to be funny. <laughs> right? um yeah you know well because you know when you're on a lot of these tours uh you don't want to just listen to to music the whole time sometimes your ears need a break and so we would listen to uh stand-up comedy albums on the road and you know right. i used to listen to a lot of dave attell and yeah and um after a while i was like man you know i, I would love to try to tell jokes you know i had no i had nowhere to really start you know i didn't know how to start Right. Um, so I did some open mics. Uh, I think my first open mic was 2007, like on my birthday, and I won. And uh, for, yeah, so that was fun. And then after that, um, I studied improv comedy. I studied uh, sketch comedy. It had my own sketch comedy TV show. Had my own improv troupe. Uh, and then yeah, I started. Uh, I did stand up on the side, and um, it's so fun. I mean, essentially what you're saying is it's pretty presumptuous for me to have thought, oh, he does a podcast, I can do one too, because <laughs> it sounds like you've had years and years of practice, and you know, it's not just some, some, some uh, I don't know, untalented hack standing up in front of the mic like, uh, like some of us on this podcast network. <laughs> no, no, it's... Um you know, which, with every art form I go into, um, I try not to be where... Uh, bring any baggage with me, you know, or, oh, I did this, therefore this should be easy or this and that, you know, it's every new thing, you know, I, I come into it as humble as I can, as grateful as I can. And, uh, you know, going up into, into comedy, that was a fresh challenge because, you know, there's no band in back of me, right? It's all on me. And yeah. uh, then doing the TV show, you know, you're really dependent on um, your assistant directors and your whole production crew and your talent, so that was another humbling thing. And then, you know, after going into a production of that magnitude, I found it so refreshing to go into podcasting where it's just me, a microphone and whatever recorder, you know, and it was all right. on me. And so, uh, again, that was just a fresh new art form. And I still I, I love it to this day. And it's interesting because, like, you know, I'm sure amongst all platforms, stand-up comedy, podcasting, TV, music, you you had fans going, you know, going along the the whole the whole ride with you. Um, do you still? I imagine that the the, you know, time commitment and uh, the recording process for the podcast is probably a little bit easier than the TV show, but the fans are probably just as dedicated. Um, there's some diehards for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, not all of them, not all of them are into like every little thing that I have, but you know, there's some people that 
are into the music related stuff or you yeah. know i like your music and your comedy some people are like oh well, i fell in love with your radio show so i like your radio and your podcast and so yeah i do have like a kind of again i keep using this word wide spectrum of um of fans yeah are you ever going to slow down <laughs> you know i i, I thought about it uh, about that the other day because uh i was talking with my wife and i said uh having a rat like a pet rat because i used to have pet rats back in the day but you know i, I often talk about it again whenever yeah. i see a rat or, or or whatever tv of it and i'm like oh you know i um i i, I want to get a rat again that's going to be my retirement pet and then i started thinking like when i'm retired i'm like when am i really gonna stop working because i know like there's a time where i, I want to retire from like my current nine to five job but like my my other side job is i I MC luau's in Waikiki and stuff. And that's like, it's such a crazy thing to do. And I love it. And I don't think I'll, and I'll never like stop doing something like that or just, you know, right. just talking into microphones. So what is retirement? And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe there might be times in my life where I'd be slightly less busy, but I think there's just a motor in me that's always going to keep going. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning that you have two children. It's <laughs> like sounds insane to me because I don't have any kids. I have a dog and that's like I'm already tired when I get home. And I <laughs> I probably have half the jobs that you have. How, yeah. How do you how do you juggle all of that with the family stuff? Well, you know, it's all about um planning and you know, I don't I don't say yes to projects as much as I used to. You know, when I do agree to be a part of something, I make sure it works feasibly. Yeah. Uh, when I started, when I decided to do the Fernando's Walk of Shame podcast, I figured um, I can record it in my car while the kids are sleeping. You know, I don't have to leave the house. You know, right. I can I can do all the editing at home, and so that's feasible. Um, it was a little trickier when I started my most recent band, No Villains Left, because, you know, I had to negotiate a little bit and be like, okay, well, you know, I am going to be leaving the house at least once a week to rehearse, you know. Right. But but again, the 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 feel with this band is just, you know, we love writing music, we love recording, we love playing shows, but the goal isn't to tour and dominate the world like, you know, some of my previous bands. And right. so, yeah, it's, uh, again, if you are doing projects with people, just making sure we're all on the same page and that expectation of time and commitment is the same, then it all works that, out. Do you think that being in Hawaii helps that a little bit? Because, I mean, unless you're a band that's willing to pay the money that it takes to leave the island, uh, I mean, there's not really that far for you to go. Like the further show is probably an hour away, which is, you know, a little bit more feasible than say if you live in new york and you have to drive to i don't know whatever wisconsin or something like it, that seems almost insurmountable with kids but like at least on an island the venues are pretty close together i imagine i mean i don't know i've never played music in hawaii so yeah i mean th that's a good point um you know the, yeah there's not much commute time do you think it helps do you think it helps with uh your like do you think that uh if you were not in hawaii the band would would be uh, pushing a little bit more to, uh, to try and stretch out a little further? You know, I, I can see how you might think that, but, um, but you know, I, I have a lot of friends in bands up there on the mainland or the continental United States and North America. And, um, you know, I, I, see, I do see a lot of bands that 
are kind of at the same level that my band is where you know we're not going out of our our way to to uh go on extensive tours just because we can just because we're on that landmass you know there's still a lot of bands like uh, a good example is like buckle nine you know i mean not that my band is up at that level with buckle nine but yeah um but you know that band's been around for a long time. A lot of those guys are, I imagine, pushing late 40s, possibly early 50s, and right. and uh, you know, th- whenever they tour, they make it a big deal. But it's not all the time. They don't tour for long legs like they did before. Same with Mustard Plug and a lot of these other bands. Right. True. Um, true. Yeah. It's they they choose not their battles, but you know they choose their opportunities wisely and not saying yes at every opportunity that comes. It's like that documentary, The Other F Word. I don't know if you've seen it, but... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so what is, what's up next for Fernando the Love Machine? Are you still going by the Love Machine, by the way? <laughs> well, that's what my website says. Uh, FernandoTheLoveMachine.com is my official website. Um, but uh, what is to come? Well, actually, well, let's start with the Love Machine thing. That's a hard name to kill. You know, I've tried for like years at a time. Yeah. And I had to come to a point where I just embraced it, you know. I was like, yes, you know, I am. That's the, my radio name. That's what I went with. And if you'd still like to call me that, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. Uh, I, think, I think you're stuck with it, man. It's just too catchy. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, I mean... Like I mentioned, you know, I MC luau's now, and with all all of these Polynesian shows, I was forced to have a Polynesian stage name. And uh, to be totally honest with you, I mean, you know this, I'm not Polynesian. You know, I'm right. Portuguese, Japanese, uh, Spanish. So um, I had to come up with one. And the guy that tr- that uh, was training me at the time for these this luau work, he just called me Kaena because it was the name of one of his sons, and it was easy to remember. So... Uh, my the stage name that I'm here the most now is Kaena. So do, do this, people do people know you as as that name? Yeah, yeah. So that's what like my wife trips me out. Well, trips out on now is like you know if we go to functions that are related to the Luau or that yeah. anything with, uh, regarding that production company, she laughs. So everyone just refers to me as Kaena, and people I'm in people's cell phones as Kaena Pacheco. That's amazing. Yeah, so, I mean, like, say if there was a book on my life, this would be the Kaena chapter. <laughs> it's true. It, it, there, there's definitely various uh, various chapters. You're, you're a man of, of many, uh, many ventures. Speaking of many ventures, I have one that you didn't mention, but I think is worth mentioning, is uh, your art. Oh, so my collage art, yeah. Yeah, you put together <laughs> some pretty crazy stuff, and, and you're still doing it pretty regularly. I don't know how... I mean, we keep going back to this, but like the level of output is just insane. But yeah, talk about that a little bit because you had a show not that long ago, right? Yeah, I had an art show last summer uh, called Cosmic Collage. Um, and it was basically just highlighting uh, everyday uh, activities in space, what everyday life in space was like. And the way this all came together was, um, uh, you know, I just, because I come from a punk rock, uh, punk rock background, you know, like, Back in the day, when you put flyers together, you just cut stuff out of magazines, right? And you're just slapping it together. And so yeah. that whole uh, very crude version of collaging was always, like, around me. And then um, it got to this point where, 
you know, I had a ton of magazines lying around and I was feeling stressed out, you know, with my TV show and a lot of other things. And so I said, you know, I just need to put my phone down and just do something that I can just focus on. Like, that's the only thing that matters and just fully immerse myself. Um, and so I made these collage birthday cards. So I did a few of these a year. So, you know, for my closest friends, I'd make a, uh, these collage cards. And these things, uh, these cards were pretty labor intensive. I'd spend like four hours on these. And they were easily dismissible because they, people wouldn't realize how much work went into the background of these. And they would just look at, um, you know, how you make, um, how you cut out letters and, right, you know, yeah. like ra ransom note. Like a ransom kinda. note, yeah. Yeah. So because of that look, people just were like, oh, yeah, look, looks like a ransom note. And then they crumple it up and throw it away, you know, <laughs> with, the, with the rest of the gift wrap. And I'd be cool with it. But in my head, I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I spent all day on that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So what I did was I, I, I went to a method where it's like, okay, I'm going to scale down. I'm going to go smaller so that I can only um, spend an hour on these. Uh, cut down to about three to four clippings. Work on very small canvases. So not all my canvases are on um, the subscription cards that come with the magazine. And all the clippings have to come from that specific magazine issue. And my reason for that, too, is because I've watched YouTube videos of uh, famous collage artists, and I see that they have bins and bins of clippings, and I don't ever want to be at that level of, uh, like, a hoarder of clippings. You know, I don't want to have these all over the place, because I can totally see myself being that guy, but, you know, I, I try not to. So that way, it's like... Uh, uh, there's limits to what I can create within. I need a little bit of that boundary. Yeah, I think it. I think it um, also forces you to, you know, into uh, and it, it's like an interesting challenge because like, who knows what different images are going to be there and like trying to, f like, shoehorn them all in together is, is probably more challenging than having a stockpile of all the right images. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, is there somewhere that people can go to check them out? Yeah, um, if you go to FernandoTheLoveMachine.com, um, I have a menu bar at the top that has like all the different things that I do. So you'll see like music, podcast. Um, and That's one of a them long is, menu bar. <laughs> has a collage art. So if you click on collage art, it'll go to my Tumblr page. And so I have a Tumblr page that just has like all of my collage stuff on there. Um, some of them have been sold, but uh, I always like take a photo of it before I give it away or whatever. Amazing. Yeah, I've got a couple of them here. Yeah, yeah, uh, th yeah. Thanks for thanks for sending them over. They were they were for the long for the longest time the, uh, I mean they're still the art for our show, but uh, they were our entire website at one point. Um, yeah. So I guess you already said people can check you out at uh, FernandoTheLoveMachine dot com, uh, and you guys can check out the opposite tastes podcast at podcast.buns.com or wherever it is that you're getting this podcast but let's talk a little bit more about the show what's uh, some of the crazy stuff that you guys have consumed um well you know we, we talk about everything that's going on whatever we can argue about basically which we're finding out is everything um but as far as the topics that we chose we we wanted to kick off this first season uh really big and so uh, we chose to tackle Star Wars for episode one. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty divisive, especially now. A lot of people are are on the fence about uh, so, some of these newer movies about how they feel about them. It's there's two. There's definitely two separate camps. 
Yeah, exactly. So this is the time to really talk about it. and without being a full on nerd about it either, you know, or you can be or, or not. And right. it's fine. Let's talk about how these all these new elements and versus the old are affecting us and how we feel about it moving forward. You know? Yeah. If you want uh, if you really want to be a nerd about it, you can listen to uh, You Gotta Love It on this podcast network because we had a recently a Star Wars roundtable with a bunch of uh, guys who work for a living as comic book artists. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and and other types of pop culture art sit around and debate the merits of Star Wars, and it got really nerdy. I feel like I get uh, geek cred just for listening to the Love It Pod. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a, it's a little bit intense. I, I feel like your podcast will be a welcome uh, sort of breath of fresh air into our into our otherwise nerddom. And I I I, uh, I get the sense that Jamie is. Uh, you know, from a different school, because I you got uh, you got some like, you know, you got some real nerd in you. You're the one who taught me to play video games way back in the day. <laughs> so you know, there's always that. But I, I I like I don't know where Jamie's coming from, but she doesn't strike me as like the ultimate Star Wars fan. Yeah, she she definitely has her own angle on it for sure. You know, um, I in general though, I don't consider myself to be a very smart person, and she is. So um, I come at I come at a lot of things from a street sense sensibility, you know, and where she yeah. comes from more of a doctored type of sensibility. So again, we just clash and clash and clash and laugh at the same time. So it's it's a good time. And then uh, eat some snacks. What what are some of the craziest snacks you guys have eaten? Because I know that you said you did this on your on your previous podcast. So wh- what's some of the some of the more crazy things that uh, you've consumed? Um, let's see. So far for the season, we've done a lot of the weird Kit Kats. Um, like we did like, like a brandy flavored one. Oh, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of other weird stuff that I can't even read, you know, like, uh, yeah. the packaging is crazy. Some generic, like it looks like Pringles, but it's not Pringles, you know, it's like, well, it looks like it's supposed to be like a fire shrimp or something. Uh, I, uh, I did an interview not that long ago with a Toronto-based edible insect company. Ooh. And uh, I had crickets and mealworms and you name it, you know? Yeah. If you're not careful, you might get some of those in the mail. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I welcome it. Um, When I was doing my my old podcast, uh, Jamie did... uh, She took a trip to to actually... Well, she, she did a cruise to Alaska, but she made a stop in Canada. And so she picked up these sour cream and onion uh, crickets... Yeah. So uh, that was one of the most weirdest ones. Um How but it's about far- that. Um it was okay. You know, like whenever I eat like the bugs, you know, a, a lot of that just tastes like corn nuts to me. Right. So but I, it I, t- I but it doesn't taste bad though, right? It's just kind it, of It doesn't whatever. taste bad. It's yeah, it's your own mind that's gonna mess with you. Yeah, yeah, for Be- sure. Because they're dried, you know, it's not like there's like uh guts. you know, yeah, there's not guts yeah. going around there, so Everything's dried so, out. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're pretty cool with whatever. So I think that's a. I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet again. Uh, again, the first ten people who email me podcast at buns.com with some weird shit or or just like interesting. It doesn't have to be weird. We don't we don't need to be vindictive on this podcast network. But uh, <laughs> anything interesting that you guys find, just email me and I will buy it and send it to them so that they are going to consume it in a future episode. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be fear factor, but yeah, yeah. we uh, we're definitely down to try it and discuss it. So for sure, uh, I think Jamie's gonna hate me after this one. Um, <laughs> yeah. So 
what other topics have you got down the pipe or other things that you think you might want to debate? Star Wars is a pretty big one. Yeah, you know, another one that we talked about is uh, pizza because, you know, everybody likes pizza, but, you know, a lot of people have their own specific preferences on it, and uh, pizza's come a long way, you know? Well, okay, so. so here we go. You guys are Hawaiian, the both of you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's your stance on pineapple and pizza? Um, I think that's one of the things that we both agree on that we're not fans of. However, it doesn't make me angry as some people you know, right. see it, you know, um, yeah. I basically, I feel the same way about pineapple as Canadian bacon. So let's put it that way. Well, I would put Canadian bacon on everything, but uh, <laughs> here, hot, hot take, Ho- not even Hawaiians like Hawaiian pizza. So get that fucking pineapple off your pizza. You assholes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, I don't really care how people eat their pizza. I'm just, I, I'm well, okay. You know what? We should actually go to this. This is a food related thing. Uh, I'm not eating pizza right now because I am on a diet that includes butter in my coffee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're one of those guys. Is that the keto thing? or? Yeah, I am definitely one of those guys. Um, I started in November. Uh-huh. I, I've been uh, most mornings, you know, coffee with, uh, with some butter and some MCT oil, blend it all up, drink it in the morning, and that's my breakfast. Uh-huh. Um, I'm also like zero carbs. Well, not zero carbs, 20 grams of carbs a day. Um, and then mostly fat and protein for the rest of the day with some vegetables. But the carbs, the 20 grams of carbs all come from veggies. So it's been pretty intense. Uh, like, if, if, if you could relate this to like any of the past fads, like what is yeah. this related to? Is this like kind of like an Atkins is yeah, it I guess. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think Atkins is probably the closest one. Uh huh. But I mentioned this because I know that you had a Facebook post with butter and coffee. It kind of blew up. <laughs> it but, did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like Atkins, except the one thing I would say is like it's very regimented. So uh, I don't suggest it for most people. I don't even suggest it for myself because like it's. V- I, I mean, I don't know. I'm doing it, but only because I, I'm a masochist a little bit. I, a, a, there has to be an app, right, that helps you regulate all of that because it's just crazy strict. Yeah, I use I use a, an app called My Fitness Pal, um, but I, and I'm also not planning on doing it forever. But I will say that like if you, it's not one of these diets where like you know there's other been other fad diets, a four hour body or whatever, um, um, or paleo or something where if you do it halfway, you might not get all the benefits, but it's not going to be bad for you. This one will definitely be bad for you unless you are all in. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's been a kind of a process, but, um, yeah, six pounds a month so far I've been losing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, getting into shape. Like I'm also going to the gym, so it's not, it's not all just diet, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, I only mentioned that because we're talking food and I, your, your Facebook posts and stuff. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird thing though, right? You tried it, the, the coffee, the butter. I mean, I tried it, but apparently it was the wrong butter and pissed all these people off. <laughs> what? Well, I don't think people were upset about it, but like, you didn't mind the 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 uh, salt in your coffee? No, uh, no. I mean, I I typically drink my coffee black. Um, once yeah, in a while, I'll do too. a splash me of too. creamer. Yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, I'm not big on adding stuff to my coffee. And I was right. just talking with my friend in the morning, and she said, "Oh, you should try it." I don't even know if she's on that diet. She, she's kind of like a, a food hacker. 
So yeah. she might be a millennial that I might have on the podcast later because that's amazing. Um, yeah, you know she'll dip her um, uh, what do you, her grilled cheese. She'll dip that in hot cocoa, and she says she attests that that's like the greatest thing ever. And she that's just this is just the tip of the iceberg. She said she has like yep. a million hacks, but she's not organized enough to do her own blog. So this might be the form for her. So. That's but amazing. yeah, you know, yeah, monthly correspondent. Um, but so, did, did you enjoy it though? Do you think? Did you think it tasted okay? It tasted okay. I mean, I, I could definitely taste it was there. You know, she told me she usually does like two of those mini slabs of butter, um, yeah. but I just did one, and I could taste it was something there. And um, I, I drink when I drink coffee at home. The coffee is usually pretty crappy, so I. I welcome yeah. anything in there. Um, but right. say if I'm drinking like Lion's Coffee or I don't know what kind of coffee you, you guys have in Canada, but um, like Mc, our basic McDonald's coffee, like that tastes good to me black. I mean, that's fine. So right. it's just really, really crappy coffee. I'm like, okay, well, I need to add something to this. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm jealous. You guys you guys have like the best coffee in the world over there. I know, right? It was just like we, uh, we use Kona Coffee to wash our cars. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Well, I for a while I used it to dye your shirts, right? I remember those crazy shirts. Yeah, yeah. Coffee dyed. Uh, we also dye them in uh, like blue martinis, yeah. uh, red wine. Red sand? Oh, that's right? a different company, but yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not up on uh, the latest Hawaiian dyed fashions. Um, <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was, it was nice to chat with you. Uh, it's always good catching up. I'm always. hoping... That at some point, my goal is for New Year's, um, next New Year's, to uh, we can lay one of these down live in person. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing! Yes. Yeah, I'll I'll try. I'll do my best to appear out of the smoke again, like I did the last time. You know, ever since uh, that happened, every New Year that I have, I'm always looking over my shoulder, <laughs> expecting you now, no matter what. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was actually kind of a funny scene because. Um, you know, everyone's just sitting there drinking their beers, watching the fireworks. Like, yeah, every every single person there just faced in one direction. So <laughs> yeah. When we pulled up, we just kind of walked over and we're like, I hope this is the right party because all I can see is the back of people's heads. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then there you there I was there. You were. And it was. Uh, yeah, I was like, no time has passed. So maybe next year. New Year's, we'll do this up. <laughs> it, it was totally, it was that scene from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where everybody's looking at the house, the, the Christmas lights, and then uh, Chevy Chase, he's going down the line, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's Randy Quaid at the end. Yeah. 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 So I'll, try, I'll do my best to recreate that. But yeah. um, <laughs> in the meantime, guys, go to FernandoTheLoveMachine.com uh, and check out the Opposite Taste podcast. Is there anything else that you wanted to let the people know? No, that's it. Except um, a big mahalo uh, for having us a part of this network. It's it's amazing, and uh, you know we do love Canada, and uh, we love podcasting, and we can't wait to meet you guys, more of you, talk to all of you, and uh, thanks again or mahalo again for having us in your ohana, which is family. Amazing, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can bring a little buns magic to Hawaii. All right, man. Uh, well. Have a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of a real Canadian saying that I can, I can throw back to your mahalo, but there really isn't one. If I said, <laughs> maybe I'll just like say a a lot and and sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> sorry and a. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right, man. Yeah.
you love him. I hope you guys listen to the show. Of course, I will let you know as soon as the first episode goes live. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what else to say here except keep on bouncing.